Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. If I was not myself And you were someone else I'd say so much to you And welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. Let's ransack this bitch. And the amazing Chris Randazzo. Did you know my dad named me after his first computer? (laughs) We here on this week's episode talk television. This week, I got to pick. I chose Cloak and Dagger, Season 1, Episode 1. First Light. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us how much you missed us because we've been gone for a couple of weeks now. So it's taken a, taken a few seconds for us to get back into the swing of things. Whew, bear with us. So um, I specifically chose this episode because I thought I wanted to watch the show. Um, all right. You know what? How did you guys feel? It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't offensive. So I I actually, all right, I'll tell you what offended me. Are you telling me there wasn't a flathead screwdriver anywhere in that entire house? Like (laughs) anywhere, a quarter even like, no, I'm going to use a freaking the sharpest knife in the kitchen. To undo screws. I'm sorry. That meant, what? Of okay. all the things you wow, could have it, grabbed, I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. And then I remind remembered. Yeah, they well, not have... just once. There was a couple of times. And then she cuts herself with a knife. Big surprise well, there. It's not like you didn't see that coming <laughs> from a mile away. But why was she using the knife in the first place? There's like, it's not like they're living completely in destitute or anything well, the way There's they first like... introduced that whole scene was it's as if like she was living in a shitty double wide and then later on they like it was all right wasn't that yeah, it was bad right. it was a house and you cannot tell me that house did not have a flathead screwdriver anywhere in it come on uh, do you freaking knife use a, use a butter even, knife not even a, a little knife. knife a big knife it was a yeah. huge knife it was like I'm gonna kill something. Knife. It's. I, it I is the knife that people in a movie would reach for. With this knife. If, if someone, someone is breaking in into house. the house. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It was that knife. It's not the knife you reach for. knife. To break into your own air conditioning ducts. <laughs> and I don't even think that would have worked because that knife is very very pointy. I mean, maybe, maybe for had, a Phillips head screw. Exactly. Maybe it had Phillips head screws. But there's a better chance of having a Phillips head screwdriver laying around than a flathead. That's also very very true come on show suspension of disbelief you lost me there <laughs> i'll take the dude who can teleport through his bed sheets that's fine no no no. not th- wait half the time he went through them and the other time he went with them because the first time he teleported he took his sheets that's with right. him because he, he was apparently it. 
pantsless. At the end, when he had the um the they like woke up with like the trash bags and the bullet in his room or whatever that tarp thing that he was on it was definitely right. And then the but the tarp thing stayed over there too. Yeah. So it duplicated tarps. That's his power. Teleportation duplication. Tarp duplication only. <laughs> tarp duplication only. <laughs> All right, do either of you have any experience with Cloak and Dagger at all? I do not. <laughs> Comic-wise, Chris? I do. Um, I've never read any of their specific stuff, but I, re- um, I read Runaways, and they were in that. Okay, so because I have no idea how close... I, they were like... They've been around for a, a good long time, mm-hmm. and I feel like this show is just stretching the, the teen melodrama to fit into the freeform meanness that it needed to be. So it was from freeform. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I thought, that was right? one I think I think that <laughs> yeah. was right, but I wasn't 100% uh but it that was like the first thing that struck me was for a show that is from the company that used to be ABC Family, there sure was like a lot of violence, sex, drugs, like yeah. this was this was edgy AF. It was definitely like Wanted to be like it was trying to out edge like your your edgier CW show. I think, yeah, it was definitely a yeah. That was that was that was a thing. They really well. They, they didn't they, quite they... sci-fi channel rub your face in it. You know, like they weren't just like <laughs> look at the sex that we're having. It's magical. And but, we're on the ceiling. No. It was, but it was just <laughs> wow, like, hey, you will not let that go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't. But you know, there was definitely like some thrusting in the car, and then uh, some immediate. Weird segue talk. <laughs> well, there was segue talk. There was. Hey, do you believe in God? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> there was. Thanks, boner killer. <laughs> <laughs> there was car coitus. There was possible rape. There was aggravated uh, assault. Like the cop tried to kill the kid with yeah, a bullet. Yeah. Like this was. There was that dickhead in the basketball game too. Come on, yeah. like. That kid was right. That fucking ref was out of control. I, How could he not have called any of that business? Yeah, there was a lot of uh, racial overtone stuff yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. Not that I minded. Right, but I felt that it, it was in a, it wasn't in the right spot. Like it, this is a comic book, or I, I what I thought was supposed to be a comic book show. Well, I mean, it's it's not just it's not necessarily that it's comic books. I mean, Luke Cage handles that stuff very well. And uh, it's, it's also just, adult, uh, like Netflix. That's this true. This is teen freeform. I, I think that I think where what we're getting at here is that they kind of forgot to do good storytelling in favor of these things. Um, because uh, I wasn't over, I wasn't turned off completely, but I wasn't overly compelled to like see what happens next. Yeah, I had no urge to to start episode two. None. Yeah, I mean, I had it like a little slow. urge to was... episode two, but yeah. No, it was slow. It was a little disjointed. It's kind of all over the map. And granted, like, the, the, the two main characters are supposed to be from two completely different worlds. Reversed and... in the comics, BT dubs. The, the cloak is the, uh, you know, streetwise thief in the comics, and Dagger is the prep school girl. Okay, and they, but, uh... they reversed that. Why, I, I'm not... 100% sure, I guess, not to go with the... the I guess the to avoid... Yeah, the, the tropes, the stereotypes. But I think the biggest problem was is that Dagger is completely unlikable. But that's also very true. 
I didn't like her at all. Not, I wasn't a big Even fan of Cloak kid her. either. Well, I wasn't Cloak a fan was all right. Of, he was easy. I understood him being not uber likable. You know, I got where it was coming from. But like she, even little kid her is like, all right, well, I woke up on this beach. I'm stealing this kid's jacket and running the hell away. <laughs> stealing this kid's jacket. It's mine now. Like she, she remembered like him yanking her out of the car. However, that worked. I'm sure they explain it someday. That the logistics of whatever happened there. But uh, they woke up on a beach next to each other. She didn't try to find out who he was. She she didn't. She didn't find out if he was okay. Yeah, no. nothing. She didn't bounced. even check to see if he was uh, anything. Just well, she like, probably checked to see if he was alive bounce. as she was stealing his coat. As she right? was yanking the coat out from under him. <laughs> And it wasn't and even like, his coat. She, it was his older brother's His dead older brother's who just was freshly murdered. <laughs> freshly murdered older brother's coat. And all he gets out of it is a ballet slipper. And like Which she's he still held on to forever. I don't think he's wearing the ballet slipper. No. You she, don't know. She That's ca- true. She... I don't know. I doubt it would fit him, but <laughs> it could have other uses. <laughs> it, it I felt like they, they were trying to, to shoehorn relationship into it that like all relationships, like her relationship with her douche, dirtbaggy boyfriend, his relationship with his parents, like every type of relationship felt forced in this show. Like nothing felt natural. And it definitely had some pilot's disease going on. And the fact that her mom, like that, she, her mom was bugging me out because I could not place her. Oh, did you? I looked. I, I did. I placed her. She, I know her from uh, Rescue Me, uh, which uh, oh, that's right. I watched that show a long time ago, yes. and I barely recognized her, but I knew I did recognize her. And boy, that was that was a show. We should talk about Rescue Me one At of these days. At some point in time, we probably will. That was a show. <laughs> I I felt that there should have been more of a payoff for as long as I watched. I don't know for sure, but I felt like this show was longer than an hour. Oh, it definitely wasn't. But I do remember at one point getting up for a snack and we paused it and I said, oh, good. It's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, it, and that's it wasn't not a good sign so much... for a show. I'm just just letting you know that that's not good. <laughs> it wasn't so much a knock on this show as opposed to how much more I would rather be watching the other show we're watching now. So. Oh, I see. I see. The the payoff of power reveal, the 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 payoff of their first real interaction, not the she picked his pocket. Like it just didn't feel I didn't feel like I was paid enough. Like <laughs> it felt like it was just oh, yeah, that happened. It's kind of a neat like idea, I guess, like recognizing that you know, recognizing his wavy, smoky power thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of a neat idea. But yeah, I didn't really feel anything but at how that does point. He rec- how does he recognize her? She wasn't wearing ballet slippers. I think it was the light. I'm sure from his perspective, mm-hmm. he saw that specific light that she emanates or whatever. And then she turns into to, to daggers and stabs these people with it. Yes. Because, I mean, what little I know of their comic book relationship, they do kind of talk a little bit about their relationship in Runaways, if I remember correctly, and it's they just kind of refer to it as very, like, they're very profoundly connected or something like I, that. Yeah, so. I feel like they're drawn to each other, or, like, one power set accentuates the other kind of thing. I yeah, feel like, like they, they only really work together kind of a thing. 
I will say I thought that the the origin story of their powers was pretty original. Like I had never seen something like that before. We're like, oh, we got our powers because we were both almost drowning in the same lake that had an oil rig explode in it. Like, which okay, which tied never into the before. Marvel universe very well because it was a Roxxon exactly thing. Now, if they'll do anything with that, probably not because it is free form. Yeah, like, that was that was it was a double edged sword because yeah, I was like, oh, rocks on, but at the same time, then I was like, okay, when does this happen? Where is this in relation to the rest of the MCU? Why, if we never heard about this oil rig blowing up before, that seems like it would have been a thing elsewhere in the MCU. Well, I mean, it's in New Orleans, I think, is where this takes place. Okay, so it's but far from and everywhere else. What ten years ago? And that's that's just it. it like, how old were they when... did Do we have any sort of... The only indication we have is her flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's in the past. She has a flip phone. Got it. Uh, yeah, we don't know that. And, I mean, that you know, Roxanne hasn't been in the movies too much other than, like, in the background of the Iron Man flicks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has been in, like... It was featured pretty prominently in Agent Carter. And so, I mean, there's definitely connective tissue there. And the f- Didn't they do a bunch with X- X-Men? Roxxon? Yeah. That's not X Men's not even in the MCU, so I, I don't know. Maybe they did. I stopped watching X Men movies a while ago. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was all right. I'm sure it I'm I'm sure it'll have its fans and uh but I don't mind look, we're not talking about inhumans here, so <laughs> This is true. Did you guys ever but, watch uh, that by the way? Goodness no. Oh, you should really check out the first episode. You really should. I'm I'm gonna get to Justice League the movie before I get to uh. It's a way shorter experience, and you, like it, you you have the ability to go. Wow, I watched that, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about it. I'm not sure that seems worth it to me. I yeah, you. no, I I give this one a resounding meh. Mm. I wasn't offended by it, other than the using the knife to. That was so stupid. I was I was also slightly bothered by the douchebag in the club that she uh, she conned, like right. the fact that he didn't see any of that coming. Yeah, that was. That, I mean, was you look impressive. at that girl; you can tell she is clearly underage. I mean, I get that he is a. He, they're douchebag. painting him as a total douchebag, <laughs> but like, what are you even doing with that girl, man? And the fact that he was, okay, he wasn't smart enough to recognize he was being played, but he was smart enough to go to the ballet to wait for her. Because yeah, he like, knew she was going to use the tickets, he, not... And how did you know she... How yeah. did you know that? Like, there, there was nothing in, she gave away that made... You know, she didn't, like, comment on anything ballet-related while they were together. <laughs> it's like, this chick right here has got ballet written all over her. <laughs> we're totally gonna just, yo guys let's hang out let's stake out this ballet to get back at this girl who ripped me off and then they follow him into the alley and he's like alright I'm gonna go rape this girl now see you guys later and they're just like alright let's go get some pizza <laughs> <laughs> let's go get some pizza <laughs> they're just totally cool with all this the other thing that bothered me is that that opening well not the opening but the, the scene where they get their powers and they're like you know they're cutting back and forth between him jumping into the water to get his brother and the car crashing mm-hmm. her part of it. I'm like, Oh, so this show is tailor made to target 
every single one of my God. specific fears. I like, was thinking that same thing while we were watching. We're like, oh boy, this is this is actually Karen's nightmare. Like, it's wait, these the things that are The car is going into the water that she can't get out of, and her dad's dying. And awesome. it's not great TV. <laughs> no. It's all it's everything <laughs> rolled into one. All of her nightmares coming true. I don't. I don't. Yeah. This was also like it's very obvious vehicle to sell pop music. Like this oh soundtrack God, was you're right. super Ooh. aggressive. The music was like everywhere. It was all over the map, and it was just like and it was very... like my lyrics are commentary on what's happening on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, thanks. I wish we could actually write the title in musical form for the episode. <laughs> Just put a little snippet there. You got to press play to hear the title. <laughs> I mean, it was it was overt. I I remember thinking that while we're watching it, like they were musical montaging the ever loving garbage out of this show. Really, like as I didn't even many, notice that. As many musical moments as they could have in there, and it was just it was in it was a replacement for actual storytelling. That's yeah, another, I think that was it. Another absolutely big, was. You're yeah, right about that. Big part of why we didn't get connected to any of this stuff because they were too busy shoehorning as much music as they could in there, so they can sell the official soundtrack on iTunes or something. <laughs> I don't know. Buy it now. I, I don't. Yeah, it's. I don't even want to give it a solid meh. Like it was. Because eh, eh. like I at no point in time was I engaged. I didn't feel for any of the characters. And, like, the acting wasn't, like, so astounding that I felt, I don't know, maybe it's just bad writing. I was just like, nothing. Yeah, no, they neither of the main characters really seemed like they were feeling a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Especially so. the cloak guy. Like, he was emotionless. Yeah. He, was, he was a pretty blank slate there. Yeah, and then when the two of them finally met, like, I expected them to, like, have more of a reaction, like... You guys just blasted each other across a graveyard. Uh, you know, she, like, they disappeared. They made this crazy, wacky light. He's, and, like, they're not really having as big reactions as you, as I would expect as they from should. characters. <laughs> like, you fucking went to sleep and you woke up pantsless on the roof of an office building somewhere <laughs> across town. And you're not even freaking out. No. There's a bullet hole in your trash can. You should probably tell your mom about it. You should probably be like, hey, mom and dad, I just teleported through my bed sheets. I got a problem. (laughs) (laughs) And the mom's going to be like, oh, honey, that's just a part of growing up. It happens to every boy. (laughs) That's just part of a man's cycle happens once a month. (laughs) Trash can bullets. (laughs) Part of a man's cycle. Um, that was another thing with the relationship between him and his mom. Like, that came out of fucking nowhere. Like, because she she's concerned that he was out all night or didn't go to school, all of a sudden that took a real hard right hand turn into, I'm afraid you're going to die. Yeah. Like, uh, that didn't bother me too much. I mean, I, I just, you, I pieced that together just because... Clearly, these parents, I mean, they lost a kid, mm-hmm. you know? So that didn't really strike me as too far out of left field. The, um, I don't know, just his not his wanting to keep, his wanting to keep all the weird stuff that was happening to him that much of a secret from his parents struck me as weird, weirder than that. Mm. Just because, like, we're not talking about a Spider-Man situation here where it's all 
great power, great responsibility. He's like, I don't know that he he's not looking at this like he has superpowers. He's like, well, that was weird. I like, went to sleep in one place and woke up in another. Yeah, like and it that wasn't... was weird. Oh, hey, I found the guy that I think ki- that killed my brother. Right. Like that. Like, that's, what, that's what I was just about to say. Like he's got <laughs> photographic evidence of the dude on his on his computer, and he's hiding it from his parents. Like. <laughs> He found a picture of the guy. He can prove that he exists now. And <laughs> that's not the part that you hide. Like, if you got some, like, cockamamie post-it note or something that you found somewhere in, in a police station someday, like, yeah, sure, They're, your parents are going to be like, oh, you should drop this. It wasn't real. Blah, 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 blah. But like, no, it's it's a picture of the guy that he'd explained in, in detail. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever show. I don't know. I doubt I will ever find out what happens to... Tyrone and Tandy. Tandy. Well, can't win them all, people. Sorry. Nah. Solid meh from you two. Uh, just a, a light meh from me. So, watch at your own. <laughs> watch at your own discretion. Watch it or don't. We don't care. We don't care. <laughs> we're not the boss of you. <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk some news. So, uh, stay tuned. There's a lot of anime in the world, but every now and then a new show rises to the top of the pile with devotion and popularity. Dragon Ball is an anime legend. Naruto has maintained popularity over the years. One Piece isn't going anywhere. Some say My Hero Academia is on the road to joining these greats. But does it have what it takes? If you've been wondering what all the fuss is about, go ahead and read this month's Anime Annex, My Hero Academia. This month, our heroes Dave and Jengus go through M19, trash the global decks, and talk about some epic pulls. Then they move on to the monthly dose of Unearthed Arcana, following with another round of random NPCs. They finish off the adventure with reviews of Recoil and Boss Monster, plus a hidden surprise arrival. If you understood any of that, which for the record I did not, you should absolutely check out You Shall Not Pass Go, episode 29, The Jewel of the Desert. With the summer heat bearing down on us, there's nothing quite like a tall glass of water to keep you cool. Of course, if you don't have any water handy, new music is the next best thing. Take a look at Janelle's monthly recommendations for these hot summer days, including an American Idol winner, a pop-punk evolution, and even a healthy dose of bluegrass. Don't miss Turn It Up, new music releases for July 2018. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more, right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Let's talk some news. Um, okay, so this week is San Diego Comic Con, right? This week? Is that it's the, next weekend. Is next weekend? So, uh-huh. um, a lot of... TV info is coming out about what's coming and, you know, new shows and what's staying around. So um, first up from Deadline, we have Comic-Con's best of 2018 TV schedule, um, which is funny because I'm looking at the, what they have there and I probably would only watch one of them. I don't watch The Walking Dead, Doctor Who, Jack Ryan. Now, the fact that what's his name is playing Jack Ryan that might I am make... so on board for that show. I might watch that. <laughs> I just love I, I used to read a lot of Tom Clancy back in the day. And I mean Lord loves 
Lord knows I love some Krasinski, so I'm all in for that show. (laughs) So this article is just giving a breakdown of the Comic-Con schedule for anything pretty much TV-related, it seems. So if you are attending San Diego, check out. Or if you want to know when to check Twitter for news about your favorite shows. Right, absolutely, because they will be posting shit all throughout the weekend because so much stuff is now informationally released during San Diego. Um you would think it's not even a comic book show. You'd think. Hey, just a just a quick little piece of breaking news here. I know it's not TV related. But but Billy D Williams is going to play Lando in Star Wars episode 9. Awesome. Okay. That's just awesome. I'm trying to think of who they would pick other than than Billy D. Well, I'm just saying Lando Calrissian is going to be in Star Wars 9. Oh, that's even... Okay, I see how you're looking at that. (laughs) That is wonderful, yes. Um, So, yep, if you have any sort of questions or interest in scheduling and whatnot, there's a lot of stuff going on, man. Wow. Jodie Whittaker is going to be there. Yes. Debuting as the Doctor. The Doctor. So, yeah, check it out. Get get your basics from that. Um, Speaking of... Uh, next up from the digital spy.com apparently okay so uh, the 2018 Christmas special may have just been confirmed was there a possibility that there wasn't going to be a Christmas special no this is kind of a stupid <laughs> stupid story but <laughs> like, yeah uh, you know how thirsty I am for Doctor Who news this is true this is true <laughs> but uh, I guess maybe the fact that this gentleman uh Wayne Yip mm-hmm. is is he the one who's supposed to be directing it? Yes. So is if, that? I think that's the headline is that, is that, that we know who's directing it. Okay, because like the way it it's it's led, it's like maybe they weren't going to do a Doctor Who Christmas special. That's just what did Europe shut down? Like that. It ha- just hadn't been announced yet, and then this piece of information leaked, which confirmed that it was going to happen, even though it was going to happen like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's funny because they, they give his uh, directorial credits and he's like, you know, he, he did a couple of the Doctor Who previous episodes and then he directed two episodes of Class and worked on Preacher, Cloak and Dagger. Uh, oh. Wow, Class. I forgot about that show. Yeah, that show existed. So he ha- he does have some credentials. <laughs> um, anything else I should note about in this article? Yeah, I don't think there's really much going on. They're... They're finishing up shooting series eleven, so that's fun. And the, uh, yeah, um, that was it. That that they're 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 probably finished that up right after San Diego because they're everybody's going to be at San Diego. So mm-hmm. unless so there is a if, weird if Doctor Who episode con, of them being at San Diego, how cool would that? Oh my be? god, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> the, the 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 police box shows up outside, the and they can't center. tell. Like it would be a great if it was. Um, a Zygon episode because they're shapeshifters and so they could just shapeshift into like cosplayers and stuff. <laughs> be awesome. Wow, you went really geek there. Nice, nice. I, I that's what I do, man, man. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. All right. Um, next up, this. Oh well, I just lost that one. Let's click on this link from Vulture.com. Um, okay, so I don't know who this is. Marty Noxon. Yeah. She is a producer famous for ruining Buffy. <laughs> okay, I got that part from the, the, the article, but like, was that really a big thing? 
Um, Because I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, jaded by current television. I don't remember Buffy getting that dark. Oh, yeah. It got pretty dark. And uh, a lot of people hated the last season or two of it. And with with fair good fairly good reason mm-hmm. uh this is a pretty in-depth interview with her um because she's worked on a lot of tv not just buffy um but the one piece of information that you know where i pulled this from where it was posted they were like guess what marty Knoxon regrets killing tara on buffy the vampire slayer because that's one of oh. uh did i not fandom- make it that far enough into the interview to get that point yeah oh wow um I mean, and that is a long, long interview. No one could blame you for that. But uh, that's one of the famously, uh, quote unquote, unjust TV deaths in that a lot of fans are upset about. And it's it's just kind of nice to hear that, like, they realize that maybe it was a mistake. And, you know, this day and age, if they were making it again, maybe they'd do it differently. Right, right. Yeah, she's she's got a lot of, um, like, it seems that her... her go-to because all the stuff that she is credited for being involved with a very strong female damaged leads i guess i think that's fair to say um you know killing e game of thrones jessica jones like there's it's like those like those are what they're they're lumping her in with now if she has anything to do with those like my that's a very that's a very specific type of show because I've never watched a girlfriend's guide to divorce. No, really? Not once. I've never. It doesn't even appeal heard. to you. I have. <laughs> I'd have never even heard of it up until reading it in that line of the article. So, if that's anything like the you know four other things that they titled beforehand, like okay, that's that's a, a, there's an there's a female type there. Um, but oddly, every like. After reading this, all of the other articles had like links at the bottom for uh, what's it was something to do with uh, sharp objects, mm-hmm. like how that was you know there was a horrible you know the recording of it was bad and people didn't get along and someone didn't have the worst experience ever blah blah blah. I had, I've never heard of these shows; <laughs> they're all new to me. So. It is a very long interview, and I guess if you are a Buffy fan and you too feel that things were unjustly done, check it out and maybe you get some retribution. Um, wow. Friday I posted up this one because I saw it and I didn't read it, but I saw it and I wanted Chris to know about it. Uh, Castlevania Season 2 has a release date. Sure does. October 26th. I'll be there. I can't remember when the last one came out. I feel like it was like four years ago. I was last year sometime. Was it? Because I feel like it was, it was awesome. That. And it was really good. Like, I'm not even... Yeah, I, I, I dug it. A, a, a huge Castlevania fan via video game? Like, I know of it. <laughs> I you're not even... You're not a huge Castlevania or anime fan. This is true. Very true. It was just awesome. But this I, was I really, really good. It. Like, I, they did a really good job. Um, and according... Like, I, I, if I recall correctly, you felt that they stayed true to the characters and... Yeah, they did a great job with the source material. It's just, it ended but right when it was getting going. Yeah, it was <laughs> short. It was what, like three episodes or four episodes, something like that. It was something very ridiculously sh- short, and it's basically, uh, you know, starting you out on Castlevania three, and by the time it was ending, it was like they were 
almost at the, I guess what you would consider the beginning of Castlevania three, even though he'd met, um, Sypha and Alucard by that point. I just hope that, all right, so there's another character in Castlevania three mm-hmm. and he's a pirate and his name is Grant Dynasty. <laughs> so I really hope they bring him in. Okay, I hope, hope to get your Grant Dynasty. Nice. Um, <laughs> friends, did, it, did it say how long or it, it says Some, second someone season. has said at some point it's going to be longer. I don't remember the numbers and I, I mean, honestly don't care. Just, I know when it's going to be there. I don't need to see or hear anything else about it. I'll just be there when it's, when it's on. Well, I'm sold. There you go. That was a Netflix joint too, right? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Well, hopefully they they continue their their positive run because they did a good job last season. I I mean, I was a fan. I thought it was good. Um. All right. This is. Uh, all right. The Hollywood Reporter is where we're getting the next one from, and it's not technically television news. Uh, sure, it is. Spider Man's been on TV for right decades. But all right, had lots of Steve Ditko. D- Steve Ditko, he was the co-creator of Spider-Man, uh, has passed. He died at at, at age ninety. Um, is a it's a very interesting article about his life and you know what happened because he and uh, Stanley had a falling out, but apparently Stanley doesn't know why. Um, Ditko never really discussed it, but. Back in the day, um, I think it was 1960, 1961, Steve Ditko came up with the imagery that we all know of as Spider-Man. So he created the character Spider-Man. Kirby apparently had a take on it. Nobody really liked it. Uh, So they used Ditko's idea. And it seems that the problem was that he felt that Stanley took too much credit for it. But at the time, he was the face of Marvel. Pretty much to this day, he is still the face of Marvel, even though he's not, he has no association with them anymore. Um, what I didn't know is that he lived a, like, a very reclusive life. Like It was interesting to know. Like I, 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 I'm trying to remember who they, they, uh, they compared him to. But I felt bad. Like he was by himself, and he hardly ever let anybody into his office, and he kept he he was still working, and so like he had a big big bucket of win as as an ex, as experience and 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 what he has done for the geek culture. Uh, it's a it's a shame we have lost such a creative force. Um, I loved. Many spider, many a Spider-Man show mm-hmm. over the years. The old uh, '90s cartoon was something. I, I mean, that was probably my biggest Spider-Man uh, influence before you know the the Sam Raimi movies mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I've read a couple of Spider-Man comics. I've read a lot more recent Spider-Man comics, but that old '90s show. I mean, there was the uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, one of the best theme songs of <laughs> all time. Uh, and it, and yeah, he, he also stuff. created Doctor Strange, which is a major motion picture now. I mean, the man did did some big things, and I totally forgot. Like, cause in in Homecoming, there was the scene where uh, he's being crushed, and that is that is tore straight from a Ditko page. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally forgot about that, and it was neat to see. He got a lot of he got props. Ditko got a lot of props from some creative giants in the field now Guillermo del 
Toro, Scott Dickerson, Edgar Wright. I mean, he touched a lot of uh, he touched a lot of of worlds. Like he 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 created some of the best creators because of what he did, and 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 the things that that he he brought into into the geek lexicon. So he will be missed. Sad. I like Spider-Man too. Ha! Spiderman. Um, okay. So apparently they're giving Sasha Baron Cohen a new show. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah. We have any Sasha Baron Cohen fans in the uh in the on the on the panel today? I mean I don't dislike him the way I know some people do. I dislike him. I think he's kind of a waste. I think he was phenomenal as a Baron Tenardier in the, the recent Les Miserables movie. Okay. To give him credit for that. Yeah. I mean, that's I, a deep cut. Nobody else is going to yeah, be. That was, that was a real deep cut. I don't know who cut. the hell anyone is going to know what the hell I'm talking about, but just take my word for it. it he was uh, he was well cast in that role. But From what I've seen of him, as long as he's not playing one of his characters, I think he's all right. But, like, you know, I, I didn't think anything of the Ali G show. I, I don't think Borat's funny at all. Not yeah. So. Yeah, his his brand of humor, I do not find funny. Like, like he, he, um, oh, what was that race car movie with Will Ferrell? Talladega Nights? He was in that, and he was not bad in that. I'll yeah, stop. I figure just as long as he's not playing one of his original characters... Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of him even then, but I I, I don't find him horribly offensive. I actually so. do find him horribly offensive in most of the stuff that he does, <laughs> and I think it's purposeful. Like he wants to be known as being offensive. Yes, like his characters absolutely. are offensive. I don't find that <laughs> funny, but we'll see what happens. It's a Showtime show i'm sure it's gonna be just like his other shows and people will love it and i will not <laughs> but it was news so i put it in the sasha Barra cohen who is america you've been warned one of the pictures in this uh article is of uh you know some pasted up flyers mm-hmm. for the show and next to the ads for the show is our ads for something called like tiger beer i guess it is uncaged and they really want to know if is that a real thing or is that like a gag from the show <laughs> like a really you know cleverly placed I don't inside know. joke well, that we'll get when we watch the show because it doesn't look real to me <laughs> here come the uncaged tiger i don't know i don't know I, uh, hey this is this is kind of sort of tv related what's that so, so one of my favorite simpsons jokes of all time was when uh Ralph uh, called uh, Superintendent Chalmers Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> and I've seen a couple of these before, but one of them just showed up on my feed where somebody like painted a Super Nintendo with Superintendent Chalmers on it. <laughs> okay. It's an actual Super Nintendo Chalmers. All right. <laughs> Next up from comicbook.com. <laughs> um, we got to see a little bit. Well... <coughs> Did we see this imagery of Mega Man charged, fully charged before? Yes. I feel like we did. So he's the, the 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 series is debuting at San Diego Comic Con. 
Yeah, that's that's really the news here. Well, I thought the big news was that it's geared towards 5 to 11-year-olds. Hmm. Yeah, we, I mean, that's not... that They've announced that before. That's not really yeah. news. But yes, that is what this is uh, aimed at. This is a... This is a kids show. Mm. So I don't know. Oh, we have kids. That, we have kids. That's true. You know? I, I I don't know. I don't hate the premise of the show. I don't love the art direction. Like, you don't need to over design Mega Man. He's fine with his very simple design. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, this isn't as over designed as I've seen him. So I don't know. I'm, I'll give it a chance when it comes on. But I. See, the, I, I guess the big difference between this and the new Ninja Turtles cartoon is that even though this clearly is not aimed at me, it's also, I don't find it offensive to the source material. Right. Which... Where that new turtle show looks... Offensive. Just putrid. It looks offensive. Um, so, uh, it's like, that's... That's it. It's debuting at San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it, it just... Anything? The panel set to take place on Friday, July 20th. Ba ba ba. Yeah. And then a bunch of X Men. Oh, X Men. Mega Man stuff is supposed to be happening after the fact. Like, uh, footage. Mega Man 11? Have there been 11 games? <laughs> There's been a whole lot more than 11. But no, I mean, like, the, uh... Mega Man titled games, not like X or. Yeah, there's actually been there's. Let's see, how do I explain this? There's uh, two sets of Mega Man one through five, and then a six and a seven and an eight, nine and a ten. Really? And there'll be an eleven. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens because that's only in a couple of days. Well, actually, it's probably about a week and a half now. Um, and I'm sure as soon as that releases, the internet will be uproars, like ridiculous. Everybody will have an opinion. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> from mentalfloss.com uh, this is America folks this is this is, this is the this state is where of the we are as a people okay uh, a new game show help a new game show helps contestants pay off their student loans so as opposed to being able to pay off your own student loans, you know, with the job that you went to work or you went to school for, probably easier to get on this show and win. Because that's the only way you're paying off your student loans. That's where we're at. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ, America. <laughs> True TV, July 10th, it's going to start. It's called Paid Off. Um Seems like a cross between like a Jeopardy esque and like a, a Price Is Right kind of thing. And they start with a bunch and they whittle down a bunch, and eventually there's one left. And they have the ability to win as much as they owe, but that will be taxed. So even after winning the lump sum of what they owe, they will still owe. Mm-hmm. God bless this country. Um, yeah, just a, 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 a question and answer kind of show. I, I, it, it's, it breaks my heart that, that this is where we're at. It's, you know, it's, it's equal parts brilliant and disgusting. It is. It really, truly. Because you know what? There's, there's, I'm certain that there are 
there's no shortage of college students who would love to get on this show and have their student loans paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got you to gotta have a college degree, I think they said. Besides being born into independent, being born into wealth or somehow becoming independently wealthy, this is the only way anyone's paying off student loans. Un- Pretty sure my sister's grandchildren will be paying her student loans. Unbelievable. All right. But, uh, let's move on to greener pastures, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Pastemagazine.com brings us this interesting story. Netflix picks up Austrian thriller series about a young Sigmund Freud fighting crime. I'm in. Wait a second. I haven't even I haven't even given you the cherry on the cake. Don't need it. Okay. He is teamed up with a surly detective and a local medium. I'm so fucking on board for the show. <laughs> And I want the, and it's apparently supposed to be a young version of Freud. And I still want him to talk like this all the time. Like his character from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm -hmm. I Uh, just quoted that movie today. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Apparently, Netflix had had some success with a, a series called Dark from Germany. So they're now. Checking out Austria's television, and uh, we're getting this. Netflix has had some success with complete insanity. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what they can do with Sigmund Freud. Uh, I like it. I'm on board. I can agree to this. I'm okay with this completely. (sighs) In other sad news, this coming from sunny99.iheart.com, Duke... A dog in the bushes baked beans commercials has died. Now, for those of you who have watched television and actually watched commercials, there have been a line of bushes baked beans commercials. A number of them have featured a talking dog named Duke. Duke is the only one who knows the secret recipe to bushes baked beans. Mm -hmm. So we're all screwed now. Yeah. He took it with him to the grave. (laughs) Duke has been played by a number of different dogs over the years, but one of them has been put down. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Sam, who is battling an aggressive form of cancer, was put down recently, and it was... I don't know... I don't know how to take the Bush's Beans response their twitter response or their facebook posting um it's very nice that they said oh we're, we're we're sad to hear that you know sam's dead but we're still making fucking commercials with a dog that looks like sam well i mean they were like he's just one of a bunch of dogs we used in these we haven't we haven't used sam in years we had nothing to do with his cancer so he did not get the cancer from the beans. <laughs> the, the secret ingredient is no. not cancer. There you Jesus go. Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow. So there you go. Sam's so dead. Poor pupper. Poor pupper. Um, next up from Deadline. Uh, Warner Media exec John. St- <laughs> this man's name is Stanky. <laughs> oh, Excuse that. me, I have a package for Tony Stank. <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry. Um, 
On the, okay, Warner Ex- Media Executive John Stanky on changes at HBO. It's going to be a tough year, he is quoted as saying. So uh, apparently AT&T bought HBO. Um, and they're just, I, it's, it, but like the way I read this or I interpreted this, it, it's going to be like there's going to be some belt tightening. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, we got to, you know. Well, get more of the eyes the on ol- the on the screens, if you will. They used to be the only game in town for like premium content, and now there's Netflix and Hulu and. The, every I mean, other they're not as far down as Amazon. like YouTube Red, but they're still not even close to the top anymore. Right. So. And I mean, Game have, of Thrones is ending. Yeah. Game of Thrones is ending, and they have other, you know, fairly top tier stuff but they used to be like the only place that would win every award at the tv award shows mm-hmm. and now it's like now there's lots of uh lots other of people creating really good content out there yes so so get on an hbo times they are a changing hopefully for the better we'll see what happens I miss the days of the movie, um, the, like the movie of the week intro where you flew over the whole little miniature town with the amazing song. <laughs> yes. They need to bring that back. That'll that'll help. That'll help. Um, speaking of good content providers, uh, Netflix has released a trailer for the next season of Orange is the New Black. Yep. Apparently they're going to Max. And it's a pretty good trailer. I didn't realize how much I missed this show until I saw this. I was like, oh, oh, I, this is When I good. watched this, I realized I hadn't finished the last season. So <laughs> that means I have to you finish should, that. You should do that. So good things are coming to Netflix as well. Yeah, it's next up on our hit list. There you go. And finally, a follow-up to a, a previous story that we talked about uh, from EW.com. New Firefly comics. That's right. Not only, like, we talked about books, like word books. These are picture books. Um, Shepherd books. It was funny. I was having a conversation with a gentleman this, this weekend, or you know, earlier, late last week, about, uh, you know, Firefly and the extended universe, where, what, like, if you like the show and you like the movie and you want more, there's a, a couple of really good comics that that were were done and to this day i still call the shepherd book story the book book i don't know what it's actually titled <laughs> shepherd's tale shepherd's tale there you go but it is the book book it's the book book um now a number of uh one is was it idw <laughs> dark horse it was dark horse um they no longer have the license <coughs> so with the changeover, we are getting the, I guess it's the backstory to Firefly, the back, the, the story behind the show. Um, they're going to talk about the Unification War, which is what led to the show. Um, in the show, we only got a very brief snippet of what happened in the, 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 the pilot episode, and that was it. And then just smatterings of... What was going on? Flashbacks and whatnot. Um, Now, this is, it's it's great, great fodder for storytelling. Good, good stuff. Um, The the part I like best about this article is the interview that they do. And it's, it's good. Like, I, I am, I am 
I am pleased and I am optimistic because I feel like it's it's in it's going to be in good hands. So we I know I will be checking it out. I I am in in my my lull of comic book reading right now. It's it's very cyclical for me, but maybe maybe this will bring me back and and I will uh check this out. I actually that's a lie. I know I will read this. <laughs> it's absolutely a given. <sighs> all right. That's it. That's all I got. Any other news you want to touch on? Chris, anything popping up in your feed about Simpsons? You're good? No, nah, no more non-sequiturs. I'm good. Okay. Lando's going to be in Star Wars. I'm happy. Lando. All right, Chris, then give me your <laughs> spiel. Okay, Randall. Okay, Landall. Lando. Lando. <laughs> oh, boy. Lando. Oh, boy. Yeah, I have the wrong commercials in front of me. How you doing, Evan? Good, Chris. How are you? It was a long weekend, huh? Yeah, it was a long weekend. It really was. Like actually, I know I didn't do the same thing as you guys, but it was fucking long here, too. We can actually talk about what we did this weekend. Um, as I've said before, I put on comic pod or co- comic convention called Garden State Comic Fest. That happened this past weekend, July 7th and 8th, right? Yeah. And Chris and I did a panel about getting your your geek out there granted it was only you know attended by like nine people and my mother but still i enjoyed it i had a good time telling people about you know our podcast and our website and yeah i had a good time you know it was neat sal Cravelli from comic pop was there as well he chimed in about his youtube experience and whatnot yeah i feel that if we had some sort of preparation it might have <laughs> been funner maybe a person or two extra but for what it was i had a good time Perhaps. and i think we did a good thing i agree next year we should give the the panel a name yeah that would that would be good i thought i did in the write-up apparently i didn't so eh. well anyway you know uh, for next time anyway you can get in touch with us at mail at com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit you can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow the show specifically at Twebcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can the good people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can the bad people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. All right, Karen, it's your turn. Hi. Uh, so earlier in the show, Chris mentioned that it wasn't so much that we disliked Cloak and Dagger as that we'd rather be watching what we've been watching, what we've been blowing through, uh, which is what I'd like to talk about this week so, or next week. So uh, your homework is to watch Glow from Netflix, season one, episode seven, live studio audience. Season one, episode seven. Yes. Okay, because season two just dropped too, recently, right? It yeah, we did, know. and we are of part it. of the way through it, but I uh, feel it would be good for people who haven't, you know, come to the show before to, to get 
get their feet wet in season one. Okay, very good. Um, and w- I'm sorry, what was the title for that one? It's called Live Studio Audience. Live Studio Audience. Okay, there's your homework, people. Glow, season one, episode seven, Live Studio Audience. That's all we have for you from all of us here at this week's episode. I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Buy a damn screwdriver. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.